Lloyd, 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 I need to ask you, you can't just sit and speak forever. Debate in the House of Commons got pretty, pretty nasty. And uh, uh, one uh, MP, Labour MP Lloyd Russell Moyle, uh, called Conservative MP Miriam Cates transphobic for what she had to say in Parliament. Let's have a little listen to what Lloyd Russell Moyle had to say. Goodness me, that speech was probably one of the worst transphobic dog whistle speeches that I've heard in an awful long time. The idea of linking trans people with predators, frankly, is disgusting and you should be ashamed. Well, very feisty scenes. We also booing and heckling of fellow Labour MP Rosie Duffield when she made similar points. I heard what Miriam Cates had to say. Nothing transphobic in it at all, but delighted to say that Lloyd Russell Moyle, uh, Labour MP for Brighton, Kemptown, is joining us right now. Good morning to you. Good morning. Um, calling a, an MP, particularly a woman MP, disgusting for talking about the need to protect women's safety and safe spaces from predatory sexually sexually predatory men um are you proud of yourself well that's what she was talking about and what she said is that the ability to change your gender would uh, give predators people like rochdale uh, um easier access to children's spaces she knows that's untrue it is n not founded at all there is a decent argument about women's spaces, gendered spaces, same-sex spaces, I might have a different view on that, but I don't, I wouldn't call that transphobic, I would call it misguided. But to say things that you know is totally untrue, um, she said that it, it would be like the Rochdale repeated, that's what she said. Rochdale the Grim Gags, no, but, but this is the, but, but it and is... that I'm afraid is dog whistle transphobia. I did apologise quite rightly for my tone. Your, your, your tone, totally yeah, wrong. absolutely. Totally um, wrong. Lloyd, um, but Lloyd, 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 I need to ask not, you, yeah. you can't sorry, just sit sorry. and speak forever. Um, I, I, we haven't got much time. We've been trying to get you on the line for the last five minutes, mate. Come on. Well, I don't know what's oh, wrong sorry. with MPs. You can't use Zoom. with the RSA. Yeah, but you were booked onto my show. I want to ask you some questions. Okay, here's the thing. Right. Women raising concerns about child safety, girls' safety, boys' safety, but also women's safety, talking about safe spaces, is not transphobic. It is a point about sexually predatory men, sexual deviants, sexual predators, being able to exploit laws that are meant to make life easier for people with gender dysphoria, trans men and women, to exploit those laws and those loopholes to gain access to girls' toilets, girls' changing rooms, women's changing rooms, women's prisons, the like. We know that that's a serious risk because it's already happened. It's already happening. It's happened in refuges, it's happened in toilets, it's happened in changing rooms, it's happened in women's prisons. It's well documented. It, there are legal cases. It's a perfectly legitimate thing to raise. It's not transphobic. It's not an attack on genuine trans people who, the certainly the people I've spoken to, are as horrified by this gender self-ID as anyone else. I'm afraid it's just... Um, not true to say that it's very well documented that this has happened in any larger numbers than it is happening already. Um, yeah, there, there no, it's happening be already because there will, there, it's happening no, already there, because there, people no. aren't challenging people because they think the law allows a man to come into a woman's changing room. No, no. but what she was talking about was that the ability to change your gender will suddenly allow you to work with children. Um, and it puts children at risk. That is just not true. And it is the same arguments that were used about Section 28. I remember those arguments on Section 28. Even Labour colleagues at the time used them to say Section 28 was just there to protect children, to make sure predators couldn't get in and spread their ideology in schools. I'm afraid this, uh, those arguments, that dog whistle argument, is the same. I agree with you, however, 
there is, and I said this later on in the speech when I had calmed down and uh, and rightly apologised afterwards about the initial outburst, mm. that there is an argument about how we do same-sex spaces. As a gay man, I actually really appreciate sometimes single gender spaces to be able to be with other men, other gay men usually, to be able to talk about sensitive issues. And I know that my women friends and colleagues, for a safety level, even more important, appreciate and need that as well. That is a different discussion than saying that predators will be able to get access to children more easily because it's just not true. But, because but, it's having but a gender we, recognition. But, no, no, no. But changing your, changing, your den, changing your gender, we've seen again the idea you mustn't dead name someone. Someone changes their gender and they are accepted, therefore, from a man to being a woman, but they've got a history of, uh, of sexual uh, assault or, or predatory behaviour towards children. Well, if, they have a history, if they have a history yep. of sexual assault, then they're not allowed to get a GRC. That is explicitly said that in the Scottish Act. In fact, they put those additional safeguards in uh, so that if you do have that... Only after an amendment was demanded by people raising that concern. That's quite right. That's how the process of a bill works. You get amendments when decent concerns are raised. Decent but, concerns were raised and the okay. amendments were but, but the key thing about this is that because someone doesn't have to go through any medical process, they don't have to be assessed medically, they don't have to go through any therapy, they don't have to, they don't have to cut anything off, they don't have to do anything at all. Uh, you They've never right, had to cut anything no, off. I, I know they haven't. Uh, and that's why I disagree with gender self-ID. Um, but the idea no, but that... The oh, Lloyd! They don't have to either. Lloyd, Lloyd. Um, the, the, the idea that you or anybody else, any other man, you know, with a beard even, could just say, I'm a woman, I can therefore, I, I've got a right to come into these well, single sex spaces. They, now, a lot of people think they're single gender spaces. Under the law, they should be single sex spaces. A, a 16-year-old boy could uh, say, I'm actually, I'm a girl, I want to be in but a single sex girl's school. No, but this, but, but this, but this can, law will allow that. No, no, I can change my gender on my passport and driving licence already a self-ID without this particular law changing one way or another. Now, there is an argument that you might want to put extra safeguards on passport and driving licences, but those are the forms of an ID that people check. No one has ever asked me for my um, uh, a birth certificate. The last time I used my birth certificate, I think, was when I first applied for a, a, for a passport, you know, kind of when I was probably about the age of 13. You know, no one has ever asked me for that. All this law is about is pension rights and it's about death certificate and marriage rights, and it changes yes. nothing else. Now, there is an argument to be had about safety in the wider sense of women, and this was the day, of course, that we found out the Metropolitan Police yes. had a mass rapist in their um, midst, and I and other women came forward uh, in Parliament and said, we need now an independent process, we need the government to step up to actually make sure that the lived lives of women and other people in the metropolitan area, but also across the country, are safe, and we actually have convictions of yeah. sexual abuse. Okay, well, That's the who, real material Who's going to disagree with that, on. Lloyd? You're quite wrong. When you talk about how this law doesn't really change very much, it does. That's why That's why there's been this issue, because it does actually... It, it does actually... Lloyd... It does actually come up against um, uh, it does actually come up against uh, equalities legislation that exists in this country already, including allowing 16-year-olds to self-ID and to do it without any medical process whatsoever. That's what people are objecting to because it can be exploited and also I think and a lot of people think will be dangerous for children given what we've seen what's happened at the Tavistock Centre in London, which is why it's being closed down. The key thing here is you talk about wanting 
you're wanting to have a proper debate about this. The reality is, whenever any women like uh, like uh, Miriam Cates, uh, like on your own side, Rosie Duffield, who's had death threats uh, for speaking out. Talk about women's safety, women's safe spaces, and, want, and concern about this, and, and also the biological reality of sex, and also the need to have our language have some meaning, where we know what a man and a woman is. Um, people like you say dog whistle, transphobic, bigot. You're the people who are stopping us having a proper, sensible, reasoned debate. You're the people who are doing that. For example, I disagree with uh, Carmen Smith, I disagree with Tanya um, on our side, I disagree with Rosie um, as well. But I I'm not in the stage of calling them uh, those things or shouting um, them down or booing them, because some of their points need to be addressed um, sensibly um, and in the cold light of day. Some of them are factually incorrect, some of them actually exist already, some of the people are arguing actually against any form of changing your gender whatsoever and actually yes. would like the, the the current gender laws in Britain to be revealed. But that's there's not transphobic either. There's a whole swathe, well, there's a whole swathe of views, but the idea that you then use misinformation and you use predators from Rochdale as an excuse to then uh, engage in this debate, I'm afraid that is dog whistle. So now I make the distinction there between one and the other, and it's fair to have those discussions, and I do have those discussions with lots of my colleagues. My view is, and what I said a number of uh, years ago now, is that what we should do is organise a mediated process where we sit down with different parties and groups and work out a way forward. I'd love to and do that, but I know how it will end. Can I, just finally, one question, yes or no. Is J.K. Rowling a transphobic? transphobic? I can't tell you what she is in in in. From in what her you've heart. read and what her. you've heard her say, is is J.K. Rowling transphobic? I think she has verged onto transphobic lines at times, but okay. I don't think she's transphobic in her heart. No. no but she said she said transphobic things or written transphobic things. You think? Well, I think that she has verged on baiting the community, uh, the trans community, deliberately to wind them up, and I think that's a shame. Yeah. We should be trying to deal with this in a cold. And um, uh, like the way it's difficult. I, to do I that. tell you what, I grant you I, that I sometimes step over the line on the other side. Yeah, I'm but calling people disgusting say, for giving I, their I views. Lloyd, yeah, I would love it. All over the line I'm going to message you after the show. Make sure you've got my number. Can you give me? I'd love to have just one example of an occasion when J.K. Rowling has been transphobic. Because you won't, you'll be searching for the next ten years, you won't find one. But that's the trouble. We can't have a sensible debate about this because one side is calling people names. Simple as that. Lloyd Russell Moyle, Labour MP for Brighton Kemp Town. This is Talk Breakfast. From the front page to the last word, bringing you tomorrow's news today and revealing the biggest stories as they develop. First Edition is the only place to get ahead of the game. Every weeknight at 10pm. And remember, if you're thinking about it, we're talking about it. First edition, only on Talk TV. Good morning to you. God, it's a frustrating morning. But is that is the issue, isn't it? It's just, um, you know, you can have a perfectly reasonable conversation there with that MP, Lloyd Russell. Uh, he sounds perfectly reasonable. In fact, he genuinely thinks that someone like J.K. Rowling, you might not agree with a lot of her politics, but I defy anyone to find anything she's ever said uh, negative, even 
even even a hint of negativity about trans people. Quite on the quite the contrary, she said quite the opposite. Uh, she's just talking about the need to protect women's safe spaces. If you've got a situation where someone who's never said anything transphobic at all is called the names that she is, and we have people saying disgusting about MPs who are raising issues despite getting huge amounts of abuse in the House of Commons from MPs, then there's no there's no hope at all, is there?